Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. Si habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the weekly wrap-up show. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here. 
Alongside of me is our man, newest member of NetSN, Christian Blevins, Corey Marshall, and Mr. Red Zone. I'll, I'll see you, Mr. Red Zone, to Mr. NetSN, Kyle. <laughs> okay. All right. I got you. I like that. I like it. <laughs> I had to come up with something creative, and I was like, I'm going to steal Kyle's Mr. Reds. I'm Mr. <laughs> Nettison. Um, I like that. We have a special guest tonight that's going to join us. Um, you may have seen his stuff on YouTube from the Spence & Company YouTube channel. We have Spence. Welcome, sir. What's up, guys? How y'all doing, man? What's up, man? Good. So those that have never heard of your stuff, uh, let them know what you've got going on on your YouTube channel. All right, man. So on my YouTube page is a collection of blog boy East Texas football stuff, man. Uh, I've always been like a, a secret journalist uh, my whole life, and so I really love this area, this football. And so uh, preseason rankings of players, uh, uh, of course, a big top 100 list that I try to do at the, at the top of the year. Uh, around February or so, uh, where you, where I rank, I think who I think the best hundred players are in East Texas, uh, and then a weekly show that I do the top ten most intriguing games, uh, where kind of like what you guys do, previewing games and then talk about the week before and try to show some of the top plays. I'm just a huge East Texas football guy. I've been there my whole life and uh, part journalist in me, so I, this is how I get my hobby off a little bit. Well, you're in the right spot because uh, we have a lot of uh, similar uh interest in this room and i'm glad you're able to join us tonight and kind of input in the conversation uh always welcome here at netizen spence appreciate it man all right guys how's everybody's week going good good man so so let's talk last week's uh picks uh i know mr red zone wants to talk about last week's picks uh how, how'd you do last week <laughs> oh man I, I i did all right i did all right uh i think that uh Think that I had the creative juices flowing last week. The Brownsboro pick is what got me the win. The Brownsboro pick is what put me above everybody. And I, th- I the only reason I picked them is because I'd seen them. I hadn't seen Bullard. If I had seen Bullard, I may have picked them. But um, so shout out to Brownsboro for getting me the ten and zero. Mm, Brownsboro, mm. I'm mad at you, Brownsboro. Oh my uh, god! I went nine and one, and that was my one miss. Was that get game? I had Bullard. So I'm, I'm mad, Bullard. You let me down. Mm. That's why I cover Brookhill, I guess. <laughs> Vince, how'd you do? Uh, I went nine and one. Solid, solid nine and yeah, one. Nine and one. So that's a solid week. Uh, some really good games last week, and uh, we'll start with the uh, first game on our pickums was a game that Spence can give us some good insight on, as the. Uh, the Longview Lobos got the 13 to 6 win over Forney Spence. Uh, I see you got your Longview shirt on there. Um, ha- tell us about this one. Um, man, that game was uh, it was eerie, man. I, that's the only way to really like really describe what was going on tonight. It was really eerie. It had a weird vibe to it the whole night. Uh, but you know, honestly, our offense performed well until we got into the red zone all night. Uh, we got stopped at the one numerous times, uh, even got a field goal block, which hasn't happened in a very long time in Longview football. I hadn't seen a field goal get blocked in Longview in a long time. They got a, a really good block there at the end. Defense did a really good job of just, you know, bending and not breaking. It, listen, that, that game should have been called a thousand ways to lose because we did almost everything we could to hand that game over. But luckily, man, we 
continue to play good D like we did all all night and uh, came up with a huge stop at the end of the game and got out of there. You know, I thought really, honestly, we played good enough to probably win by three or four scores. And uh, it just it just did not the ball didn't go in the end zone. It's kind of like I'm watching Texas and Oklahoma and oh. watching them get stopped at oh. one. And oh. that's exactly how I was like, oh. like, let's what's going on. Man, that's bad flashback memories. Oh. Man, it's, it, listen, that was it was terrible. But that's not talking luckily, about it. Yeah. we still got in the left side of the column. We still got that win and uh, still undefeated in district. And, Let's uh, see who we got here. Got a good one. Let's see who we got here right. tonight with us. We got uh, we got Chris. Uh, Mr. Hooks is back for you, Kyle. Uh, he's got he's got something for you. I think uh, Hooks greater than Harmony Eagles. Man, shot. Wait, that's that's okay. We'll, we'll that's talk about the polls later. <laughs> that's a bold statement. Uh, Talk about the polls later. I think Eddie will be happy. Uh, I, I redid my whole polls this week. Uh, Eddie's congratulating you on your 9-1, I think, Vince. Appreciate uh, it, Eddie. Appreciate it. Eddie's it was a long time coming. Night, man, that's uh, that's some strong words. Um, Yeah, I was surprised. We've talked about this district a little bit, Vince, and, and we've kind of set Longview's kind of the top guy and, and Forney's right below. And then three through even down to six is just – it's a dog. It's wide open. And it's just anybody can be anybody in those in those last four. Um, you know, Lancaster kind of put themselves in a little hole starting off 0-2, but they were able to beat Tyler High last week. We'll talk about that game here in a minute. But, you know, Lufkin and, and Tyler High is going to be playing an elimination game here. Is that it's coming up here in a few weeks? So right. I, that's wide open. And I, but I think you guys, we kind of, you know, I know it's don't want to jinx it, but we kind of think you guys are kind of a head and shoulders above. And it sounds like from what you're describing is that y'all should have won by a little more. Just it was one of those nights that just they Forney just played their defense is impressive though. They've shut some people yeah. out. So I, I knew it was gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, for sure. They are. They played really good defense at night, especially the red zone defense. They locked in and they got they got it together. Now we made a bunch of mistakes and you know, that's just a coach talking, but they definitely played good ball tonight, man. You know, the game I'm interested the most in that district is watching Lancaster and Forney. I can't wait till those two teams play because that is going to be very explosive. I know that's not East Texas, but just from the district's sake, when those two, I really can't wait to watch the tape on that one because that's going to be a really great game. Awesome. Um, anybody else want uh, anything to add in the Longview game? Y'all, y'all's thoughts on it? I mean, I thought it was I, I thought it was closer than I expected. Um, but Longview's defense has has proven, especially these last three or four weeks, that they're they're up for the task this year. I think that Longview's got a really strong defense, and their offense their offense is powerful too. Um, and Spence, you, since you were at the game, I, I know it looked just looking at the stats, it looks like Andrew Tut only had one completion. I think. I mean, it was mostly just yeah. ground game. So I, I guess that's yeah. kind of the only thing that worries me about Longview. I don't want them to be one dimensional on offense where. You know what I mean? They have to rely on Tatum in the running game too much. You know what I mean? No, for sure. You definitely look at that and you want to be balanced. You, you definitely want to be balanced. And it was a little concerning watching it. it was, you, you would hope, you know, that we could throw some passes. The one pass we completed was to Boosie Washington, uh, a deep post route, and he ran behind the corner pretty easy. So, you know, he was like, okay, they can throw it, you know. It's like, why not? But, you know, that's that's not for us to question the call or whatever. But, well, I guess it is. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. King's a great guy, man. He's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. So I'm not going to doubt him. He's, he does it year in and year out. 
And so he's, we're going to be there at the end like we always are. It's it's the win and the win column is what you got. So that's, that's you know, all that's that all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter how you get there. Biggest thing. For that's, sure. Eddie's saying that QB is a weakness. Well, when you got Taylor Tatum, that does make it probably a weakness a little bit. You don't need to throw very much. Why Why not when you got the a run game like that? So, um, okay. And Chris is saying go Lobos. Hey, Chris. Um, I like it, Chris. I like it. I like it. Positivity. We need that. So, well, <laughs> so wait a minute. Ain't no sucking up on the show, man. If you, it's what it is. I mean, no, I mean, oh, we're not. Listen, I got a rule. I'm not picking. I don't pick over East Texas schools. So anytime we, we play a game, especially against the Dallas school, we're not picking over East Texas school. At least I'm not. I don't know who picked Forney last week. Somebody in in this chat over here to the right probably did, but I'm not picking over an East Texas school. So, you know, this so if it's Lobos, it's Lobos all the way. It is what it is. If if one East Texas yes, school win, we all win. That's what it happens. That's what we do. Wow. No, I I uh I definitely had long view. I'm uh I don't know if, who had forty. There was a few that did, I think. I but had not 40. Somebody had forty. He's not here today. I think he had forty, didn't he? You talking about had forty? You talking about uh, Coach Hubbard? Some, somebody said something no, about forty. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't maybe think maybe I'm a little off. Not in this game, I don't think, Corey. I think we all had Longview in this one. Now, if forty okay, plays somebody else, then it may be different, but uh, not against Longview. So. Anyway, Eric, they're the losers. They lost. Nothing. Hey, Derek's here. Welcome back, Derek. We hadn't seen you in a few weeks. All right. Game two. We have Brownsboro over Bullard. Oh, this one. This one was surprising. Um, of course, we talked about how Bullard hadn't played a very tough non-district schedule. Um, came in and both these teams had gotten just beat down by Carthage. Um, but I'm impressed. You know, Jacal Baker on the outside is a is a big threat for Brownsboro. That probably the player that that Bullard doesn't have. Um, but you know, the Barrett kid for Bullard's been playing really well on offense. Uh, the, the quarterback there. I was just really surprised at this one. I just thought Bullard would go in and, and take care of business. I think they were looking at playoffs, and now they're in trouble. Now Brownsboro is now has the upper hand, and we we've kind of discussed that. That four spot is what's kind of open. You know, Rusk is not maybe not as strong as we thought they were. And so maybe now it's the Brownsboro-Rusk game that decides that four spot. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think looking at the, the district standings and who the team's got coming up, we kind of know Carthage, Center, Van, those are the top three that we know are, are going to be in the playoffs. And like you said, that fourth mm -hmm. spot, Brownsboro now owns the tiebreaker over Bullard. So, like you said, that Brownsboro-Rust game in uh, in two weeks, they play on – or three weeks, they play on the 27th. So, um, and it's in Brownsboro, and weird things seem to always happen in Brownsboro. So, um, <laughs> I think it will come down to that Brownsboro and, and, and Rust game to see who gets that fourth spot, and we'll have to see what happens. But, again, shout-out to the Bears, 10-0. Are you wearing a Brownsboro, Brownsboro shirt? Brownsboro's about to lose. No, yeah. I'm wearing it. SN shirt. Oh, and that SN. That's a nice shirt, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, give me one of those, please. Hey, I have yours. Just get, it, get, it, get it to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rusk. I, I I think they have a good good enough team to beat Brownsboro. Uh, like 
I mean, like Kyle said, I mean, weird things always happen in Brownsboro. I remember it was a blocked field goal when they played Bullard a couple years ago that somebody took back for a touchdown. And, um, you know, it cost them – I think it cost one or two teams a playoff spot. Um, So, like, weird things happen in Brownsboro all the time. But, um, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I still have Rusk going. So, that's my fourth. You know, the only thing about Rusk is the the 76 points they gave up to center was eye-opening, bro. Like, I, I'm watching it, and I'm 76. And then, of course, center has been scoring on any and everybody. Center, center plays basketball on yeah. NSN, Spence. No, it is. It is. Yeah, seriously. Whether it's football or basketball, they're really, like, high-flying, and they can get up and down the field. I think the biggest mm-hmm. thing for Brownsboro, and why I'm so, like, why I like them a lot, especially for their fourth spot, is Adam Thompson. That kid is getting the ball to Ja'Kyle Baker, and I think that's the biggest difference between this year and last year is I don't think Adam Thompson started at quarterback for them last year. I think he's a new starter for him, and the offense has really picked up, and they're finding ways to get the ball to the best guy on the field, which is really important. Like, it ain't too many fields that Ja'Kyle Baker's going to be on where he's not the best player. And so with Thompson throwing that ball out there to him, there's a little life down there, man, and they're all playing well. It's not even the passing game. They ran the ball well, too. Uh, I don't know his name, but number three and number four, those two running backs that they got, man, they, they had a good game against Bullet. So I, I, I like Brownsburg getting their fourth spot. Uh, and I'm just kind of disappointed with Rusk a little bit. That defense is just like, oh, man, what happened? Like the Van game. Like, I, I know I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but, man, I didn't expect Van to walk away with them the way that they did. And to, to your point, too, about Brownsboro, not not only do they have Ja'Kyle Baker, mm-hmm. I forget the kid's name, but they have a big tight end, too. He's number 19. He's a mm-hmm. big kid, and he's he's good in that, you know, short passing game and can and can kind of get those that short yardage in the passing game, too. So, yeah, they got some – I, I like Brownsboro. The only time I got to see him was against Van, and they didn't look too good against Van. So, um, mm-hmm. but they do have some good athletes on on offense for sure. To me, to me, that was a game Bullard had to have. I thought Bullard's been playing um, – I think they've been playing a lot harder this year. I thought the defense was a lot better than what they showed. Um, like I said, they only gave up 38 points against Carthage. And I said they only gave up 38 points. They didn't put a 50 spot on, you know. They didn't score 54 points last year. You know, so that defense is playing a lot better. That was a game that Bullard had to have. And because they can beat Rusk, and I think they can beat – I can't. Now, will they be rust? That's that's a different that's a different story. But that was a game that they had to have if they wanted to get that four spot. Now, Brownsboro has their four spot. Can they be rust? For sure. But you know, everybody's gonna be kidding. But those 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 three Brownsboro, Bullard, and Rusk are gonna be very interesting for the rest of that district. And yeah, I don't know how it's gonna shape out. But right now, Brownsboro has the upper hand because they beat Bullard. All they gotta do is be rust. You know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that went out. But other than that, I, I don't. That's 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 rough. That's rough. Yeah, because you know, one of those guys can still a, still an upset. You know, beat center. I, I doubt that happens. You know, Russell already had a shot, but I doubt Brownsboro and Bullard's going to beat center. Because Bullard's so, got Bullard's got Canton this week, Corey. They got they have Canton, so they'll have they'll get a win this yeah. week. And then they finish with Rusk, Center, Van. So you got to think yeah, so out of I, those three, you got to win two of those probably. They'll win two of those games, but as I said, they had to win that Brownsboro. 
Yeah. They had to win that Brownsburg game. Who knows? They might be vain, and I could be just could be wrong. They well, might right, show up. Well, right now, Bullard and Rusk are both zero and two in district, and Brownsboro's one and two. Ooh. So you know the way it sits currently. Of course, the big guys haven't played each other yet. You know, uh, Van and Center play this week, but mm-hmm. um, they'll start to get some L's down there. But it's going to be tough. You 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 want to get off to a good start in district for a reason, because you don't want to have to. There, there could be a – I mean, I could see a three-way split there. I could see a three-way tie. You know, Russ, Brownsboro, and, and Bullard, maybe they beat all each other, and then it comes to one of those weird tie breaks. But you sure don't want to put yourself in that position. Oh. No, no, but I mean the – I don't think I don't think there's going to be as many upsets as we're – I think it will kind of play out. I think Brownsboro gets in just by scheduling. And, and to the point about scheduling, Van – I mean, it kind of sucks when these teams had to play them. You know, Brownsboro and, and Bullard and those guys got Carthage and center out of the way early, whereas, you know, mm-hmm. Van had to wait till the middle of the district, and then Van doesn't get Carthage till like, their, their last games. Carthage's last game of the year is Van. So um, they get to wait a while to, to play them. So it, it just kind of sucks how the schedule falls sometimes. Yep. All right. Anybody else want to comment on this? We are ready to move to game three. Go to game three. Here we All right. Got a Brookville 27 to seven over Grace Prep. Um, so Coach Hubbard and the uh, the Penguin squad, as we call them, uh, got the win. Uh, another defensive touchdown for the defense for uh, Brookhill. Um, so getting a win on homecoming. Uh, Grace Prep actually, um, as of right now, they've, they've done the realignment in, in taps. And so Grace Prep's actually a district opponent for the next year, um, along with Grace Community. As it stands, they can appeal that and learn in the TAPS process. But uh, big win for um, Brookhill going into district play. I, I'll be traveling to that game uh, this week in Dallas for their first district game. And so um, I, I think that was a, a big win. Uh, Grace Prep currently – is in the district that they might actually play them in the first round of the playoffs if they get third in that district. So um, it's good to see that they're they're playing well right now. Um, anybody uh, got any thoughts on the uh, the Brookhill game? Well, um, I mean, oh, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead, Vince. Well, I was just gonna say Brookhill is is <clears throat> I've been saying that Brookhill is solid defensively, so that makes it easy for them. Uh, makes it easy on the offense. We talked about the changes they made offensively uh, to get more points on the board. It seems to be working right now. Uh, I know they had some injuries. I think maybe a couple of those guys may have already made it back. Um, but uh, they're they're looking really solid right now. Um, they I can't remember who they had an opponent coming up that I think. Uh, Jeremy alluded to at the beginning of the year that he was kind of concerned about. Probably um, Dallas Christian. Actually, trying to see. Dallas Christian. Yes, is, Dallas Christian. They, they, Dallas, Dallas Christian. Christian. That's defending, it. Yeah. They're defending state champs. They've got – they won – they beat mm-hmm. Dallas Covenant last week 55-0. to zero. That's who mm. Dallas Covenant, who Brookhill plays this oh. week. Um, they're, they're really yeah. solid. Um, he said they've got to commit a receiver that's commit to SMU. Um, that mm. stiff armed two okay. guys last week. He's going to send me the clip. Stiff armed two guys with one arm, shoved them to the ground, and ran and scored a touchdown. 
Mm, okay. so we'll see okay. we'll see them october 20th uh vince me and you'll be on the call there um next week uh in brook hill to see dallas christian yeah I'm, next I'm week to see how how they look in person all right game four <laughs> arp 46 to 34 over grand Celine. uh vince and i were at this one and it was a big playoff seeding game for this district. Uh, we kind of have Troop and West Rusk at the top, and Grand Saline, Arp, Edgewood, Winona were all tied at going into the night at one and one. And three of those four lost, and it wasn't Arp. Arp goes on the road in Grand Saline with a big win. Um, mm-hmm. Our man Zane Superbork, we call him, had a great night. Uh, he had five catches for 216 yards and two touchdowns. Frank Smith had a, a nice a solid game on the ground. He had over 100 yards rushing on the ground and then 300 through the air. Um, Arp looking impressive to me. Um, I think they're the third spot right now, pretty solid in there under Troop and West Rusk. Um, they have a big rivalry game this week that I think they could surprise some folks in. I think they're going to give Troop a harder game than some people think. Um, but I, I'm, I've been impressed with Coach Meeky and the, the Arp Tigers. Uh, Vince, I know you were there with me on the call. What, what did you think about this one? Um, that was a big win, needed win. Uh, like I said before, I I still like Grand Saline. I think Grand Saline is tough. They got a. I for me, I felt like they didn't really make the adjustments needed to get ahead of Arp. Um, they were they were just right behind them, and and they just stayed behind them, and. Uh, they were in love with that run game, and it wasn't working. And, you know, I'm big about adjustments. Like, if it don't work, throw it out. Let's move on to something else. They just held on to it, and it and it cost them. Um, but Art, big, big win. Needed it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bork? Is that, am I saying that right? Name Bork. Bork. Okay. That dude is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Probably uh, at least – that's probably the best play I've seen. Like when he stiffed on the two guys on the sideline and then peeled off on three other ones to run into the end zone. That's probably the best play I've seen all year so far. Um, and and he he just was doing it all night, all night. He got what he wanted. And it's weird because you don't, you know, a lot of times with receivers, they they get separation with the with the DB. That's how they're able to make their plays. Well, the DB for Grant Celine was so good he was with him the whole time. You know, he was digging him up. That's what we talked about on the on the call. He was digging him up. It's just that it was as if you know he uh, Bork was just I he he locked in on the ball and he was just snatching it out of there. And and while your DB is sitting there looking for the ball, he he pulls away from him at that point. Um, big win. Uh, Frank Smith is amazing as well. Um, so uh, yeah, they 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 look polished. They definitely look polished. It, looking at the district, we're talking about that fourth spot. I agree that, you know, West Rush, Troop, and Art probably the top three seeds. But Edgewood could throw a wrench in all this if they can knock off Art on the 27th. If they beat that, Art, then it's a complete chaos in the district. So that's the thing with Edgewood. I don't think nobody really knows what Edgewood is right now. They graduated a lot of people. And so – they they got a few playmakers, but um, I think I don't know if this I don't want to say that this is their year, but 
like you said, they gonna throw a wrench in somebody's plan. I, well, I think make, Winona playoffs. Winona they gonna hurt their, somebody. Winona holds the their their destiny in their own hands. Like they they really have they have troop left on the schedule that you can count as probably a for sure loss. Other than that, yeah, they play mm-hmm. Grand Celine in two weeks. If they beat Grand Celine, then they got equipment at the end of the year because of that win over Edgewood. They could sneak into the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a while since Winona's been playing meaningful football. So I'll be interesting to see how Coach Kincaid can can get those boys fired up to go in a couple of weeks against Grant Celine because that's essentially a playoff game. You win that one, you control your destiny. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how that district pans out. Um, you know, just touching on the um, Grant Celine harp game. Um, uh, same thing, like Vince said. Listen, they just they just fell in love with the run. They kind of remind me of Arizona with USC. You know, they just wouldn't, like, wouldn't go to something else. They they wouldn't um, get away from it. And they, yeah, they wouldn't get away from yeah. it. And and so they they lost because of that. I, I thought they could have easily won the game. They could have won the game by at least yeah. by, you know, three points and maybe one touchdown. Uh, but they couldn't do it. Um, I'm Not to mention the, the boneheaded – the boneheaded play that that cost them the touchdown yeah. at the end of the game. I mean, I'm sorry, oh. at the end of the first half. You know, yeah, that, was, you, that, was a mess. that that mental was a mistake mess. right there. I mean, it, you, we, me and Brett, we were, we were up there with those coaches. That first coach that walked by, he just lost it. You know, uh, and I and I think that play alone is what really. Did it? In. I, I don't want to see. It's the first half, and I don't like to say that, but man, I feel like that's what did him in. So it was like if you go. 20, it was twenty-five twenty, or no, twenty-five. Well, I think that's right. I think it was twenty-five twenty. Twenty. They were. They Arp was marching. Twenty-five twenty. Fifteen Arp seconds like, left. Yeah, Arp was inside the five, and they throw a little fade, little fade jump ball on the ends of the bork. Uh, Zane Taylor Who ain't missed all night. Ain't Jet, missed Jet all night. Taylor, Jet Taylor. Um, the quarterback. quarterback was playing cornerback, and he went up and, and intercepted it. And he took it from him. All the way down, and then about the 50-yard line, a guy just blindside blocked somebody. It wasn't even in the play. It was not going to – it wasn't going to matter. It's one of those – Yeah, it's gone. And, and Vince said it. He's like, get out of the way. Don't touch Yeah, I was, I was saying, I said, no more blocking, no more blocking. And this dude just – I mean, he just laid this guy out, man. So it he went – laid going, him out. It went from possibly being 32 to 20 art going into the half. Then it went from, oh, Grand Sling could be ahead, 27-25, then nope, just wiped that play completely out into half. Yeah. And yeah, so it went and, into the half. And then the other thing is, Grand Sling's defense gave up some plays too. Um, so, I, like I said, they, they couldn't get away from it. I watched, I watched some of the game um, mm-hmm. that's Saturday – but they just they just couldn't get out of their own way, and then their Mm-mm. defense gave them I said so that. much. They went their own way that night. So, you know, Art did good, but really, let's be honest, Grand Celine should have won. Grand Celine game. lost that game. Yeah, yeah, they lost that game. I think. But you know what? I ain't taking nothing from Art. Art played an amazing game. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. You know, yeah, went on the, went on the road. If you, you, you want to get in your own way, you get in your own way. But Arp did exactly what they were supposed to that, do. That might have been the biggest win of Schminke's tenure there in Arp. The going on the road and beating Grand Celine, a, mm-hmm. a team that you need to beat to get in. Yeah. So I mean, and, I, and where where is uh, where is Arp ranked 
in the top four. They're now they're now third. Uh, they're two and one in district play. Uh, Troop and West Rusk are two and zero. Oh. Um, there's three teams at one and two: Edgewood, Grandsland, and Winona. So what Kyle was referring to is who had the edge. Kyle, question: Do you do you think that Art could get that second spot? Uh, they if they beat Troop, they got to beat Troop this week. If they beat Troop, they have a chance. But if they don't beat Troop, that there's I don't see a way. I don't see Troop losing to anybody other than West Rest Nobody. possibly in that district. Who do y'all see winning that district? I mean, I think it's true. I think it's true, true too. I think it's true. I think Troop's the best team in that yeah. whole district. Yeah. They're explosive on offense. They play good defense. Yeah. I don't even see it being close. West Rusk West is hard. It's hard to know what West Rusk is. And we've kind of talked about it. They had some injuries um, right. in the Tatum during the Tatum game. And so they didn't have everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had some back. I know that they don't, you know, obviously, Coach Mata, this is his first year, but he was there last year. His son is no longer on offense, so that exactly. I mean, that's a big that's a big loss for them. I still think that game's going to be a, a good one. Uh, I, I think honestly, I think the West Rusk Art game. From talking to some of the Art people, um, they had like two or three guys out missing during that game. So I think the West Rusk Art. I think it might have been a little closer if there was not the injuries. Um, I think those three are a lot closer than I thought they were at the beginning of the year. I yeah. pick. I'll I'll put this out here. I pick Art this week. It's at home. It's a rivalry game, so throw out all the records and everything that's going on. I think they got a chance to beat them. I think I think Troop's probably a better team, but it's one of those games that at home. It's a rivalry. You pick Art, but you pick Art every week. No, I don't. There's, there's no... <laughs> I, I do not pick Art every week. You pick Art every week, except for this week, Corey. No. <laughs> no, you always say the ARP. I'm going with Schmicky. No, I did not pick them against Garrison. No, they lost that one. I didn't. I, I only pick one games. I think they can win. I think it's a rivalry game. It's at home. Home home field advantage always means something in a rivalry game. Tough. And I think it's a big game for them. Troop now we people like Troop. The question the, the, like Troop. Troop has you not know, played. Trey Davis. Troop has not Trey played. Davis. Yeah, I know he's good. I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing. Trey yeah. Davis. No, I, I feel. But look, look, you got look, talent like Trey Davis. And, I, and you just ball like that, to me, every too, game yeah. is a home game. Well, it don't matter a, where you they at. They've got a good team. I think the question we've had with Troop is they haven't really played anybody yet. Their schedule, so we don't know what they you know, are. We're, they're not real. Their schedule is not real strong. I want to say our schedule is way tougher than what Troop played. So I, I will say this. The, the one you guy that are what your record says you are. No, not always. Oh, no, you're not. No, no you're not. No, no you're not. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: the one guy who's probably will make a difference in this game is Shane Jasper uh, from Troop, the running back. So um, we'll see. I got to be in the twenty-eight to twenty-one ball game, but I mean, it, you know, it's going to be. I think I feel like it's going to be a good one. Our, uh, yeah. the schedule's not helping Arp out here because Troop has West Rusk next week. So. There's not – if if they didn't have West Rust next week, then maybe there would be a letdown, even though it's a rivalry game. But Troop's going to be hyper-focused this week to stay on course. Are they, though? Are they going to overlook no. Art and no. then week to West Rust? Because no it's a rivalry way. game. They're not going to overlook Art. They're nah, going to they're gonna yeah. put the brakes uh-huh. on Art. Uh, not not Art. They're going to beat Art. Yeah, they're going to beat Art. They're going to beat Art. Yeah. That's my long shot pick of the week, so – I feel good about it. It's a good. It's a good one to go with right there. All right, game five. 
Kilgore, 64. Lindale, 29. Man. Woo! You know what? I'm going to let our guests talk about this one because uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw something on your channel that, that you picked the upset. You and Corey. I did. East Texas that picked Lindale over Kilgore. We gave Corey a hard time. And, and to be honest with you, the reason why I chose Lindale is because, for one, I like Lindale's style of play. It, it suited well for an upset. It's a physical style of football. They're going to run the ball. The quarterback controls the pace of the game the whole time. Mm. So I really thought that, you know, they would be able to just move the ball on Kilgore. Oh, my God. I was so wrong. And now I'm playing wrong with that Kilgore defense. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, and, and clearly, yeah. I knew Lindell wouldn't stop play with. <laughs> yeah, I knew Lindell wasn't gonna stop him because they ain't stopped nobody in about three years. So I knew they wasn't gonna stop nobody. But about 10 I years, no, would, three, like, about 10. I I did think they would speed the game up, like literally with the clock off the miles, get first downs. Man, Kilgore, oh my god, they took a steel chair over their head. WWE <laughs> time. Good God. I mean, listen. I, I listen. I picked Lindell too, but I, I thought they were going to at least put up a fight, and mm -hmm. it wasn't even. Man, listen, you got it, it. wasn't even close. You guys you give know, me hard. You guys listen, give me hard time about picking Arp, and y'all picking Lindell versus listen, Kilmore. That's that's. It uh, was. That, it that was. Made more sense. It was <laughs> close. It was close in the first half because they. I'll tell you where it turned. Lindell went for it on fourth down near midfield. Didn't like get it. Always. Then Kilgore hit a 45-yard touchdown before halftime, and the momentum changed. Then right after halftime, kickoff for a touchdown. And right. then later in the quarter, another kickoff return for a touchdown. That's so, what you do. I, 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 it, I'm taking nothing against you. Know, nothing away from Kilgore. The thing I'm just is, saying. the score was close when this game started at 0-0. Zero, zero. But, <laughs> but soon after that, it, it got out of hand. It, Look, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing about Kilgore that's way different than last year. They are more explosive. Than they have been, and last year was heavy run. Isaiah Ross the year before heavy yep. run with Devin Ryder, uh, but this year it's like they're spreading the ball out. I mean, PJ Wiley's catching it. You've got the uh, what's it? I just lost his name. The DB who's really good. Jaden Sanders is over there killing on offense. Uh, they've got about three or four running backs that are going yard with it every time they touch it. It feels like the quarterback Derek Williams is an X factor. Uh, Rayshon Williams, the number 12, he's a freshman. Yeah, the freshman, freshman pops up out of nowhere. Yes. yes. And, and they've got way – I feel like they're way more explosive than they have been in the past. And I think it might bode them well against Chapel Hill. I'm not going – we're not going to talk about that yet, but I'm just saying yeah. Kilgore does look more explosive than they have in the past, and that's for sure. I will, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, somebody uh, – I have a good friend in Kilgore. He said that the quarterback that they have now – might be better than Demarion Van Zant, but I said we'll see the last game of the year because they have to play Chapel Hill. But like I said, they got like three, four running backs. But I thought Lindell at least because you know I talked about Clint Thurman, you know, a couple of days ago. But I at least thought they were going to give, like I said, I I thought they were going to give Kilgore a bigger fight. You know, they got I think they got the first or second biggest offensive line in the district but oh man it, it didn't even phase them it didn't matter like i remember chapel Hill, we blew them out 79 45 last year so and, and they their offensive line outweighed us hugely right. so 
I don't. That was a shocker. That was yeah. that was a shocker. Yeah, the offense has never been a problem at Lindale. It's always been the defense. They just defense, can't yeah. stop a nosebleed. And so, they really hadn't had a good defense since twenty since, twenty since Kyle was right. No, we we had a good defense back. That was back in 0809. But it was <laughs> we had a good defense back then. Like that's that we were stout on defense then, and then somewhere down the line it it shifted. But I tell you, I've said this at the start of the season. We have all front sevens never really been the issue. It's always been the secondary. Secondary right. has always been the the right. Achilles heel to the Lindell defense. We've had we've had front sevens when Jeremy Calhoun was wrecking shop at, in in Van. We shut him down. So mm-hmm. like we've had front Overrated, sevens that were Absolutely. He is the worst five star I've ever seen in my life. I'm not gonna not gonna cap it. Whoa, whoa. He is the worst five star I've ever whoa. seen given out in my I've ever seen in my life. Oh man. Mm. To give him five stars. The distance five stars. <laughs> wow. I mean, think about it. What did he do? As soon as he got to the level where everybody was as big as him, what did he do? Mm. All right. Yeah. Overrated. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> anyway, the deep, the secondary is always been the weak point. So that, that's so, and that, and that was proven Friday night. Spence, what did you think about Jordan Jenkins? Was was he was he what everybody made him out to be? Uh, Jordan Jenkins was incredible for Lindell. I mean, he put up 300 yeah, yards he, on us. So, I mean, yeah, he was incredible yeah, for he, Lindell. He was uh, the truth. And, and at this at at this level, yeah. And still he didn't choose still, a really good school to help him out. Like Jordan Jenkins, to, you know, a school that was going yeah, to be to running the ball every other play. But I mean, he's good for high school football when you're bigger and stronger and faster than all the other people, and you can just you know physically overtake a game. Then, then yeah, you're incredible. But when you get to that next level and everybody's big and everybody's strong and everybody's fast, you know, what do you do special? And so I think that's what happens. And I think plus, he was like, right now, he was like, he was great north to south. He didn't, he didn't make any special. Was he didn't make any special? But he wasn't Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, no, his size. No, no Adrian Peterson could stop no. on the dime, no, reverse, jump, run. You know, it, it wasn't the same. Sure. Was he a great? Like you said, he was a great, great high school running back. He get to college and he's an average. He's an college. He moves like right. a tight end. Is what he moves like, right? And I compared him to Derrick Henry, but come on, dog. (laughs) Hey, listen, we played him twice. We played him twice, and he put up first time put up three hundred yards on us. Then the next time he put up two hundred, and so. So well, I mean, it wasn't just us. He was doing that to everybody. Like Hold on. Let, let, let's yeah, be clear. Was, Hold on. He was doing that to everybody. He wasn't just yeah, doing that to right. Chapel Hill. Well, We're Chapel not going to just hang that on Chapel Hill. Remember, he did that, that was, to everybody. Chapel Hill, we weren't real good back at, in that time. That was before, you know, things kind of turned around. So, you know, that was not that our defense. We couldn't stop everybody. the run. That, not that our defense. I don't think we could stop the run like that now. Yeah. We would do better than we did back then, I would say. That. Yeah, come, come try to do it now. All right, let's see. We got uh, because I I pick with my heart. I pick with my head, Eddie, not with my heart. That's why. Because <laughs> he because he picked Lindell. Win. I I picked Lindell over Kilgore. I thought that was a trap game for somebody. I'm I'm saying it, man. That, that Lindell Lindell's gonna beat either Chapel Hill or, or Kilgore. They didn't beat Kilgore, so 
Chappie will be no. reneging. That's a trap. No. Stop it. That is a, that is a trap. No game. way, Corey. Stop it. No. Don't say no. Don't say no. No way. Don't don't be biased. Stop <laughs> it. You, you seen Chapel? You seen Chapel Hill start be. slow? We yeah. seen Chapel Hill start slow. We seen Chapel Hill start slow against against Palestine. Palestine's ran the football. Palestine had trouble. Palestine is 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 not bad though. Who is who is Lindell gonna stop? Defense awesome, Chapel Hill. Who can stop. they stop? It, it may be eighty-two to eighty. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, I just, Linda, yeah. Linda ain't scoring eighty points. Listen, like Chapel Hill's defense is good too, man. They're not man. bad. They, they, they a lot of the and they're we not talked bad, to, but they're not Kilgore's defense. Well, not Kilgore's defense. No, but I've talked to. They've got some dudes on defense. I've talked to Coach McCarron a lot. And a lot, if if you look at the way the game plays out, a lot of their points given up are at the end after they blow in the team out. They give up some second team. I know I watch the game. I understand. I'm just saying in general. I'm saying this game could go south. I'm just saying if you watch the games and how they play, if they come out lackadaisical, it could go south. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's all I'm saying. If Wyatt Parker is out, like the the people in the comments are saying, if Wyatt Parker is out, it's a wrap. That's different. They might not. They might not be nobody else. It might just be Jacksonville, and that's it. Uh, I don't even. Let's not talk about this. They don't have the tell. Because here's the thing: if it happens, then then we got to sit here and talk about it. And Corey's gonna be the only one that. I won't be here next week with a with a cigar in his mouth. Like I told y'all, I'm gonna be here next week. I'm a one week guest. Unless y'all have to hear that. Listen, listen. I don't want to have to hear that. I want to be right. I don't want to necessarily be right, but I'm saying I'm I'm a homie. You know what I'm saying? I'm a homie. I want I want them to win. But if they come out being lackadaisical, it could be one of those. Like oh my god, Corey, Corey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We we've talked about this because it's been it's been hinted to on this show many a time. Vince, Brett, y'all can attest to this too. Christian, I'm sure you feel the same way. Chapel Hill oh, okay. hates Lindell, does not mm-hmm. like Lindell, does not like anything about Lindell. They're going to come out and try to make a statement because Kilgore just made a statement about so. beating Lindell 64 29. So. so Chapel Hill is going to try so. and come and outdo that statement to say that they match up. What changed in this game to change the score from last year? 79 to whatever it was. That that Chapel Hill put up against Lindell, it was like a thirty-point win. What's changed? Chapel Hill basically has the same dudes back. I mean, just better. <laughs> Lindell's offensive line is not as good as last year. They've got still they still have they still have their stud up front, but they they just lost their running back. So I don't see any reason why this game shouldn't be as bad or 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 worse, worse. than last year. Yeah, I mean, if it's, it's bad. If it's bad, it'll probably be something like sixty-five okay. to thirty something. But they mm-hmm. have they have to stop Clint Thurman. I mean, like yeah. literally, he can run and throw. Like I mean, it looks like Bryce Young out there. What I mean, do they see? What they what do they see in practice on every day? Uh, and by the way, that Bryce Young comment—I was kidding about that one. I was going to say absolutely what. Not. Absolutely. But um God, I mean what does no. what does Chapel Hill have to defend every day in practice? The running quarterback. The, run. maybe the best running quarterback, not even a maybe. He is the best running quarterback in East Texas. So I, I don't think Clint Thurman's gonna be he's basically a, a tailback. He's basically a tailback. Absolutely. Like if you watch them, they'll split it every once in a while. Ricky will take the dang handoff and then hand it off to Brisbane. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, he is the most exciting running quarterback in East Texas. They what do you think they practice? What do you think that Ricky Stewart will go for in this game? Because I say I said 245. Depends on how many quarters he plays, honestly. He may not play the yeah, he may not play the fourth quarter. <laughs> at two hundred is a safe number. The two hundred has to be a safe number, man. Do they still have that six four, six five receiver? Mayfield. Javen Mayfield, yeah. Yeah. No, not May not Mayfield. Uh not from yeah. Chapel Hill, from Lindell. Oh, <laughs> They don't throw. They have, they have Marcus receiver. Field. They have Marcus Field that's on the outside. Okay. He's hmm. good. He's a good. They they got some decent weapons. I just don't, they don't have the horses to keep up with Chapel Hill. I don't think. I don't think they have the horses. It's just like I said. Well, and we'll talk about this game next week because it is on the pick'em. So we'll definitely uh, be discussing this one. Let's go to game seven. Uh, this one's another one in that that district that Spence is very familiar with. Lancaster over Tyler High, 34 to 27. Uh, Spence, we've talked about Tyler High's struggles to get started. It's like yeah. they don't start playing until they're behind. And that's really another one in this another game where they got behind and they tried to come back and just couldn't do it. And yeah. if they could play uh, the second half on, they might be a good team this year, but they've just had trouble getting started. I think you got to look at who they were last year. This is a two and eight team last year, and they probably weren't that bad. Uh, they probably could have won, probably should have won five games, four or five games last year with the roster that they had. Uh, and then you take away, you know, the quarterback ain't the greatest. He's not. It, uh, McFall is good, but McFall is a receiver. He's really not a running back. He's really a receiver. Um, and then the offensive line for the last, I know the last two, three years was struggle. So I hadn't really even paid that much attention to the offense, but I know they're not that talented offensively. Now, where they have made tremendous strides at his defense, they they really can lock you down. And, uh, you know, I'm really kind of nervous whenever we get to play Tyler because they have a good defensive front. But anyway, they play such good defense uh, that that's what keeps them in these games. Like, if you go back a week ago against, like, uh, McKinney North two weeks ago, you know, the pick six is what got them back in the game. Mm-hmm. So, they're, they're really just riding the defense. They're, offensively, they're not that good. McFall's a great player, uh, and if you've got a quarterback that can help him stretch the field, which they really don't have. He's uh, not bad. Not, he's just not – he's just not – And he's, he's young. He's really young. He's he's kind of small, too. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. short guy. He's five, six. Yeah. Yeah, if, if that. Like, he's not the, he's not a really tall dude. Uh, but I, I think – with and then you look at the teams that are in this district, this is a extremely tough district. When you've got Longview at the top, you've got Forney, McKinney North, Lufkin with the, uh, maybe the second best running back in East Texas to me anyway, and Kadrian Young. Then you've got uh, Tyler, who's now competing. I mean, this is a tough district, and you got to be on your you got to be on your game every night. And and Tyler's just not ready. Their coach has done a great job. Woods has done a great job. He's got those boys believing. They're playing good defense, uh, despite the scores in the 30s or whatever. They're playing good defense. It's just they don't have enough on offense right now, and so. Uh, I don't know. Until they start stealing some kids from Chapel Hill, <laughs> they're going to be in trouble. We don't want to put that out there in the air. We don't want to put that out there in the air. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they're talented enough right now in order to continue to stay in these games offensively is, is what what I'm seeing. And, Spence, I think you're right. I don't – to be honest with you, the only really reliable weapon that they have is McFall. 
Uh, now the running backs are pretty good. Um, you know, they they got something going there, but like like we like we all said, their quarterback is not that big. He's five six, maybe five five, and maybe right. even shorter than that. So, uh, and, yep. and listen, he he has a strong arm. Like he can throw. Like I've been to two games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they started out slow. The Tyler Legacy game. Uh, the only game that they really like got out to like a fast pace with was when they played Marshall. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's I still have them being the fourth spot, but they they're they're gonna have to they'll win this week. But then they got to beat Lufkin next week. Then they got to meet Longview, and then they meet Forney. So. That's to a be tough, honest with you, schedule right there. Yeah. So yeah, to be no. honest with you, Forney and Longview. If I said they'd had a better chance of beating one of those two, it would probably be Forney. But yeah. the way that Longview and Forney play defensively, I don't know. I don't think Caden Granberry can handle. That's the quarterback. I don't. I don't think he can handle what's what what's the, what that's going to bring. McFall has to make big plays in both those games. Uh, their defense has to be astounding. I mean, I know uh, uh, Hood, number 12, he's he's pretty good. Uh, they have a guy uh, that wears number 24 on the other side. He's pretty good. Um, and then they have a they have one guy on the defensive line, the edge rusher. He's, he's pretty good. But this defense, and then number seven, Aiden Keys, uh, yeah. he's he's pretty good too. So they're, they're going to have to figure stuff out. Because I'm, I'm gonna say I said it earlier uh, last week. I'm gonna say it again. They shouldn't have lost to McKinney North. Um, well, I was at that game, Christian. I don't you think is that the game you were yeah, at? Yeah, we were both. Yeah, we were both at that game. So, so the the mini, McKinney North got them in the first six minutes of the game. Okay, they get the yeah. ball first. They go down and score. They're up seven nothing. They onside kick and got it, and then punts in again. So they're up fourteen to zero before. Tyler High's offense was even on the field. Right. So you take that first part of the game out. They actually won that game. Then they had, I don't know if you saw the 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 penalty called at the end, Spence. The legal hey, yeah. field was really close. Um, mm-hmm. They got the the go-ahead touchdown call back for a flag. I just hate it for Coach Woods. That, I mean, they worked so hard right. to get that back, and then that kind of penalty just, you know, uh, cost them the game. But one thing I will say is that I've seen this year over last year, they don't quit in these games. Last year, they nah, were exactly, and that's the biggest thing. They would have touched their head and quit. The, the character that they're playing with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm impressed by that. And I, I do, I, I've said all along, I'm not sure where they are or what they are, but I thought maybe the four spot, but that McKinney North game, once they lost that one, that was going to, and then they, of course, the Lancaster, when they had to have it basically. And so now you're behind the I eight. They got to play Lufkin. Like, Lufkin is, yeah. If Lufkin doesn't lose both quarterbacks against Forney, it's 21 to 21 before their second string quarterback gets hurt. I mean, Lufkin is a good team. Uh, I know we went out and trounced them at 42 to 0, but that wasn't an easy 42 to 0. And I know that sounds kind of that was impressive. We we were impressed with that. That was we we were real surprised that that was that big of a blowout. That's yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Do that, do they have to go? Lufkin, do they have to go to Abe? Who's that? Uh, Tyler no, they, they play in Tyler this year. Tyler High's at home. Okay. okay. They go to Longview. They play Forney at home. They go to West Mesquite this week. That should be a win. 
So that'll put them at a district play of two and two. So then you've got Lufkin, Longview, and Forney to finish the season. That's a that's a gauntlet right there. And they have to win two of those. They're probably going zero and three there. Yeah. I mean, they the Lufkin one's probably the one they they could get, but uh, Forney, Longview, I think we've kind of established. Realistically, I I would say they'll probably go one and two of those games. I think they'll just be Lufkin, but Forney and Longview. That's I, I, and I know we're not talking about Longview right now. The the game, not this week against North Mesquite. We should handle that. Handle that one. McKinney North at McKinney North next week is going to be huge for Longview. Uh, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm man, we lost in 21 down there. So we're going back there. We've already we lost in McKinney earlier this year. The stadium's cursed. I'm calling it. <laughs> we got. I mean, we, that's going to be a big game for us next week too. So I mean, I'm not predicting a loss or anything, but we're going to have to show to play ball both against uh, McKinney North next week too. All right, game seven, White House fifty-seven, Pine Tree thirty-five. Um, oh Lord, what, what's wrong, Christian? Did you pick oh, Pine Tree? Lord. No, but uh, I mean, we don't even know what Pine Tree is. Pine Tree and, is a roller yeah. coaster. They're, they're they're a roller I mean, coaster, they're, Christian. They're they're every every, every year. I, I think I think what there was one period of time they went five five three years straight. I think so. we kind of know we kind of know what White House is though, Christian. We. We've talked about Texas highs, the top of that district. We think White House yeah. is two at this point, and we've got Marshall. Thought they were three, but Mount Pleasant. We'll we'll uh, mention that Mount Pleasant beats Marshall, and so now Mount Pleasant, you know, looking like they might pick up the third spot. Um, we kind of talked about we thought Nacogdoches and Pine Tree might compete for a spot, and Mount Pleasant just came out of nowhere and started playing really well, really well. Um, I just you know with Nacogdoches and Pine Tree, I think it's. Jack on Hyde. We've we've kind of we've seen goods and bads from both of them, but uh, Mount Pleasant right now has, has been impressive. But I, White House, if you're on a collision course again with Texas High, they beat them last year. I know Texas it High hasn't got. Is that for the district? It ain't happening. Well, it, was, it should have been. White House actually ended up costing themselves in the week eleven and losing. Yeah, the Marshall, right. Yeah. Yes. No, and it so, ain't. That, I don't see White House repeating that effort right. again. Uh, they they put up fifty seven points, but I mean it's against Pine Tree. Um, like in Pine Tree, so up and down, man. It's, there's no consistency from them. Mm-hmm. They're they secondary one week, and then they they don't look good the next week. Mason McMinn from and I'm glad Eddie. I just read that comment, but Mason McMinn from Mount Pleasant is a baller at quarterback. He is like one of the coolest guys to just watch. He is – I'm with you, Eddie. He is a baller out there at quarterback. I know they didn't pull a whole bunch of points, but he's a smooth dude back there operating for them. Um, yeah, no, I, White House, I like him. I really love Josh Green. I think he's a really, really – I think – I call him Tim Tebow. He's like their Tebow because he's left-handed, he's big, he's physical, he can do all that stuff, but he doesn't have Jamal McCoy out there anymore. He doesn't have the Carlton Wilson out there anymore. It, I, I just don't see that happening again. Texas High has already had their scare against uh, who did who did who almost beat Texas High? Tyler Legacy. Tyler yeah, Legacy. They've, already, they've already had their scare for the year. Texas High is to me heads above everybody else in the district. I don't think it'll be close when it comes down to Texas High and White House again. 
Game eight. Van 35, Rusk three. Um, man, I didn't see this score coming. I, I, I picked Van, um, but I thought this game would be a lot closer. This game was uh, one of our games we broadcast on NetSN. Um, I kind of got to watch some of the game and looked like, you know, Rusk had trouble get. They kind of were doing what Longview. They had trouble getting it in. They were make. They had good yardage. They get down there and drive, and just Van's defense would just, you know, hold them. And then the second half, Van just completely shut Russ down. Um, the quarterback that that uh, Russ has is a real good player. I can't think of his name. He transferred Brady in. McCall. Yeah, Brady he's a Brady. sophomore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good quarterback. Um, and Russ's got some good players. That Brownsburg game is, is going to be intriguing. That's that's going to be probably again for the four spot like we talked about earlier. But anybody else surprised by this score? I mean, I I thought Van would win, but I didn't think it would be by this much. I was surprised. Um, listen, I, I thought the game – I picked Van, uh, but I, I thought the score was going to be, you know, a 34 to, you know, 28 ball game. But the fact that Russ couldn't even – they were in – I think they were in the red zone three times in the first half, I think. And they couldn't even get it in from the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. So, when that you look at that – <laughs> yeah, when you look at when you look at that, you say, okay, what is Rusk offensively? Because they were, you know, obviously they had the good start here, <clears throat> and then they get in the district, and it's like it's a toss up. Like, what are y'all? So, um, Rusk, uh, you know, I, if Thomas Sidden was my coach, I would trust him. Um, but you know that that just was a game that I just I looked at and I'm like, man, listen, y'all can't do that going forward no more. Because because if because if, if y'all keep doing that, y'all not gonna make the playoffs. If Van can stop you on the one yard line three times in the red zone, you're you're toast. You're done. So I don't know what what's gonna come out of that. I, I think Van did a good job. Um, they have a really good running game, and they have a really good defense too. But that shouldn't have happened, you know. If if something like that was going to happen, it should have been like thirty-two to twenty. Yeah, Vance def- being thirty-five to three. Vance defense has been pretty good, Christian. Here lately, I mean they've yeah they have allowed years what thirteen points in the last in district. So right now they've allowed thirteen total in three games. Now. Brownsburg, Canton, Rusk, not the top. They're gonna they're about to get some of these big dogs here in the next couple of weeks. And we'll see. I'm I'm pretty sure they're not gonna hold center to to that many points. Um, as that one's gonna be probably a shootout. Now, I think Van has a chance to hold center lower to a lower point total than some of their scores they've had this year. Cause I do think Van's defense is solid. Coach Moffitt has them, they're very disciplined. They're not going to make mistakes. They're going to play their spots. He's going to coach them up and have them in the right spot. So I think that that part I think will be um, will give center problems because they're not going to get that. But but they've been impressive. I think that's the most thing. Is I mean I saw them play against Chapel Hill. I mean it's Chapel Hill. They allowed fifty, which you know that's not their highest. But Chapel Hill is Chapel Hill. Now center I think is comparable. I think Eddie mentioned earlier they're kind of the four A Division two version of Chapel Hill in a way. Where their offense is just super powerful. They've got they've got two or three guys that are just incredible athletes and and 
incredible football players, but their defense is not as strong as Chapel Hills. Um, I think that's the difference. And so I think that one's going to be close. You know, I, I picked center. I just think that the offensive firepower that they have and the athletes have on the field are just going to be a little bit much for Van, but I could see it going the other way. I mean, I think this is going to be a dog fight, but as far as this game goes, I was a little, I was a little shocked, but Van's impressive. They, they're playing well. Van's got a really good defense. And like you said, they've been playing strong in district. No, they are not going to, they are going to allow more than three points against center. It's just going to happen. Um, I think the key to Van for Van this week, though, shorten the game. If that run game's effective for Van and they can keep the center offense off the field and they have to make the most of their possessions, they can't have any turnovers. Uh, basically, play a flawless game, you know, score on every possession and don't turn the ball over. And I think if Van can do that, then they'll win the game. They need to probably get a, a timely turnover on defense to uh, kind of get the possession back in their favor. But I think there's a formula for Van to win this game. And I think it's very it's a very winnable game because Center hasn't been able to stop a nosebleed this season. So that's a very weak spot for Center. And that's why I'm picking Van this week because I said Van – I talk about defense wins championships. So if I'm going to say that, I can't pick the offensive team. So I'm going to pick the defensive team in Van. So Take your guns. You got to. That's a good reason. I don't like it, but it's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that, KO. I – I, I'm I'm big about defense. Um, Van is very good defensively, and you know to hold somebody at the one yard line three times that just goes to say how good you can be. Because I mean, even even a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then. To get stopped three times at the one yard line that's not that's not really saying that Russ is bad. That's just telling you how good Van really is defensively. To not give up that one yard, um, like you said, I think there is a formula to it. I don't think center's invincible. I think center is scary up front because of you've seen what they've been able to put up. Um, but if I was coaching against center, I'd watch and see what they did against Dangerfield because Dangerfield had him on the ropes and then let him go. So um, I, I I study that film. And and I come up with a game plan there to stop center. I mean, there's there's a way to stop everybody. You know, you just got to figure it out. You got to take the time to figure it out. So, uh, can I interject real quick? Go ahead. What was uh the score last year? This guy. Uh, I do hmm. not remember. I can look it up. For you. Center sixty three, Van twenty one. Hmm. Now, the same jersey's coming back, not the same kids, because <laughs> Van is a little bit different than what they were uh, last year. Cash Cross. They still going to give up. Cash Cross. But, but, but Van's defense is a I lot think better Van's better this season, though. That's, yeah, I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Even if Center I, wins, I don't think the spread's going to be that big. I, Hold I, on. Think I think Center's is better this year. Hold on. Van's defense is good. Man's defense is good. Name another offense that scores like Chapel Hill. I've only seen Chapel Hill score 70 plus, right? Name another offense that's putting up that many numbers. Center. Simpson. Ain't Center. that many. Simpson. Ain't that many. Uh, Center, Beckville. Exactly. Beckville. And who are they playing? Van, Van's got a mimic. Van, Van's got to think that, well, we gave him 50 against Chapel Hill. Center scores more points than Chapel Hill does. Mm -hmm. So. 
but in a different that, in a different way saying. too though in a different way it it's, ain't just the, it ain't it, just it, about the, that they do score more points they it's just how they go about getting it you know okay, okay guys, we pretty much okay, okay so i've got i've got the starters from last year van brings back eight offense and six on defense okay center brings back eight on offense and three on defense so not much difference there it's basically going to be the same game so you got a bunch of well, James, I, th- I think both teams are different. But yeah, the, I don't believe in it being the same game. I you could play the same. I mean, to me, Van and Center can play ten times. I don't think you're gonna get the exact same game all ten times. No. You shouldn't get it. I don't no. think. I mean, unless you just <laughs> unless you just stumble in your own way and you in your own way. I you I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I know centers. They 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 have a, a a set of athletes that are just remarkable. I've been able to watch them a couple of times. I'm not taking nothing from them. I'm just saying, how many strong defensive teams have you seen this year? I I don't I don't think centers strong defensively like this. No, they're not. And I don't think they faced Some, anybody that was strong I defensively like this. Van's not strong offensively. Like, True. They're really not. But if they're, I but but, but here's what I'm gonna offense. say. If if I can if my offense only averages 21 points, then that means I need to hold you to 20. Right. And I got a strong I got a strong defense, so that that's the goal. That's the you, right. You so talking you're not about hold a team. center to 20 points. You exactly. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not gonna happen. You not hold a center to 20 points though. You don't so, think it can be done? No, so Van, not at all. Carthage will do it. But Dangerfield held them to but Dangerfield held them under 20 Dangerfield has a different set of athletes than what Van does. Yeah, that's 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 why I was so, gonna say this. But, 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 what I'm saying, but, but my but my point is that it can be done. It can be done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It can be done. The impossible can be done. It can be done. Anything can be done. Yeah. So I've got some numbers. Ask Michael Parsons. Ask Michael Parsons. Ask Michael Parsons. Anything can be done. Where, okay. where Ray, oh. I need a Ray Lewis. I need where Jeremy at. I need Jeremy on here. Oh no. Here's Van's defensive guy. Van's point output this season 24, 28. 42, that was to Lindale. We know they don't stop anybody. Yeah. 28, 28, 49 to Canton. Are they any good? No. And Russ, 35. Okay. So, I mean, if the if it gets in the 30s and 40s and more, I think center wins easy. The only I, way I, I, absolutely. Gotta, absolutely. So, I, I mean, agree with that. But I'm saying if Van gets their way and holds them – so Van plays perfectly, and center plays okay. horrendously. So, so let me say, let me that to my point here. Here's Maybe. centers. I, I, here's <laughs> centers <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Nah, but no, no, no. Van got to be perfect, and center has to be but, horrible. But center, center can have perfect. a bad game. So center okay. has 80, 80, 67, 52, okay. 28. That was the one to Dangerfield we just talked about. Mm-hmm. 57 and 76. Yeah. So they're scoring over 50 every game except Dangerfield, who had athletes to match what center has. Do we believe that any of those teams that, that they played had a good defense? No. Because that's what I'm saying. Do I don't think, think them teams they dropping them numbers on actually have good defenses. I mean, we live in a, we live in a day and age now where offense is just taking over the game, right? Like, you, you got to play the game a certain way, which benefits offenses pretty much. 
Let's be honest. It benefits offenses. But when you find a defense that can say, I'll still play your game and beat you at it, to me, I'm like, man, you want you might want to watch out for those type of They're things. They're gonna make those 42 points. You know what? Year. If Center, if Center comes out and drops 72 on them, I'll take that on the chin and say, you know what? Oh well, it happened. But I believe that, gonna Center, that man is gonna give them a hard time, just like Kilgo been giving everybody a hard time. You know, they they've been they've been and Vince, me, don't those scare are two me of the strongest defenses that I've seen so far. You know, I don't even know. If, you think they're gonna make up forty two points in one year? No, it's possible. Colorado came out and smacked TCU like it was nothing, and they they just got see, put together five months ago. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Man, you saw you what? Just know all the scheming is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm just so, saying, it's possible. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's possible. possible. It's possible. Some, some coaches, some coaches know how to scheme against the other coach, man. Look at Kyle Shanahan and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, we got the best defense in the world. Oh, we he go. picked Dallas apart, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, on, man. hey, listen, Michael Norman, Carson, well, Michael, I, Michael and, Carson and I don't, don't want to hold that again. I don't want. I don't want you to think that I'm holding anything against them. I love them. At the beginning of the year, I told them that I thought they were going to beat Carthage this year. You know, I, I love center. Um, I didn't know Vans' defense was going to look the way it's looked. But you know what? It could be that the teams that they, they doing this against ain't really that good offensively. I don't know. How many centers has Van played this year? Not many. How many athletic teams with guys, the quarterback that can take it at any snap, and okay. the running back Just that can take one. it on any snap? They play one team. They play one team. Which the Chapel Hill and centers one and two, their quarterback and running back tandem could be questionable. Could okay. be like they could be one and two with, with okay. center and Chapel Hill the way those two guys are. All right. Well, here's the thing: Dixon. mostly Van runs. What well, Sweeney? What they still run RPO up the middle runs. So because they did yeah. last year, well, you got Moffitt. You got Moffitt and Moffitt in the backfield. You got the coaches, yeah. quarterback, and receiver, yeah. and, and running so back. When I'm, so what I'm saying is, like, like we pointed out, I mean, these these defenses that Van is playing, they're not good. And, and like I like I said, we know what Linda Oli is. I mean, they they remind me of the 1960 Dallas Cowboys. So you that that doesn't. I mean, all right. So look, I can I ask this question? Can I ask this question? Is there a po- to to you uh, to any of y'all who believe that this is just gonna get out of hand? To, do you not see any way for Van to pull this off? Yeah, center has to play horrendously, and Van has to play perfectly. Center needs, center would have to turn the ball over. If Van turns up, oh, turns center okay. over, then they okay. got a chance to win. That's yeah, what they got to play horrendous on offense. All right. they, I mean, they would have to but, use some. Or Van has to play really good on defense. I see where you're going here. It's okay. uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, cause I wish Jeremy because Jeremy said it be, uh, best uh, one time we oh, talked about man. this. He said, when an offense plays bad, why do you look at it as an offense just playing bad and not that a defense is just playing playing the way they playing and making them play that bad? It could be the van pushes them to that, right? Yeah, man. If they can if they can make up 42 points from last year, you know. Exactly. It's not probable. <laughs> it's not probable. It's not probable that the team's average 60 points a game. I'm not the same team as I was last year. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not you're happening. Right. 
You're right. Well, and and we'll talk uh, about right. it next week. We'll we'll wrap this game up and we'll talk about it. If Van lose, I'm I'm not coming on the show. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna get sick or something. Vince, you not? I'm, I'm riding with you. I'm riding not, with you. That's nah, my man, that's my pick, man. I don't want to hear this next. I'm week. been real quiet while you've been over there trying to defend him. He's been real quiet. He ain't jumped in to help you out one time. Because I'm gonna go jump in. Everybody's talking. Then I go over there beating me with that tree, Ko. When you want me to jump in, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. What you want me to say? What you want me to do? Yell over everybody else too? Uh, yes. I, see you. I appreciate you, K. Yes. K.O., my hey, brother. I appreciate you. I done said what I had to say. I done told you. I done gave Van the recipe to success. I done told you how to win. All they need to you do gotta is play perfectly. Center. No, you gotta no. play perfectly. All the, they and, just need and, to stop center once. To play horrendously. They just need to okay. stop center once. They stop <laughs> center once and gain that extra possession on center. One time. Then they'll, they just need they to stop center once. They go. Yeah, they just gotta stop one time the whole night. They just gotta stop it one time. And Corey over there looking like one stop. One stop. One stop. All you need the whole night. Well, one stop. One stop. Yep. Speaking I of one stop, we have game nine here, guys. And uh, New Diana sure couldn't get a stop as they got spanked by Dangerfield, forty-two to zero. I was, I mean, after after the way they played, almost beat Harmony. I was like, I thought New Madonna would at least compete in this game. Dangerfield said, not, not, nah, we're going to show our dominance and win 42 to zero. Um, I had Dangerfield in this one, but I was really surprised by the spread. What do you guys think about this? I mean, Dangerfield got some athletes. I mean, it, it was, I, I, I was shocked because they play harmony so well. Um, but, Danger, uh, Harmony's defense was like, sorry, New Diana's defense was like they just couldn't stop a, a lick. I mean, their secondary was roasted and their front seven was treated like whatever. So, you know, it, Dangerfield got some athletes all over the field, but a 42 to zero, yeah, beatdown is awful. Okay, it's weird. Um, it it's is weird, weird man, because it, I mean, it's like you, you literally you literally lost a close one to Harmony, and you would think that they would bring that energy into Dangerfield, and Dangerfield was just like, nah, I don't care who you play. Like, it, it ain't, you ain't finna get nothing on us tonight. So Wait, didn't uh, Dangerfield have a close one against Timson? Yes. They lost, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. lost, okay, but it, yeah. it was a good game. That was the game with yeah. uh, Chase Johnson. Wasn't available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The star wasn't there. JJ, JJ going on. Terry Bussey gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Well, and, so, and I mean, here's what I thought. I mean, we've we've talked about this from even the preseason with Dangerfield. They're going to probably out athlete everybody that they play. I mean, Timpson maybe could match them athlete for athlete, but Dangerfield's so athletic. If they can put it together and play a complete game, you know, cut the, cut the middle mistakes that right and. Maybe they catch it hot at the right time, and and they've looked they've looked good here as of late. I think this game is more of an indictment on Harmony than it is it says anything about anybody else. That Harmony is not as good as they were last year, uh, because the role that they went on last year, especially in the playoffs, they played really good defense. They let a freshman quarterback go out there and tear their butts up last week. Uh, I, I mean, it was on the road, but still, like Harmony. When you say Harmony and New Diana especially with Harmony coming into the game. You're telling me Boston Seahorns fully healthy. You would think it would be a blowout. And then for Dangerfield to go in there and do the same team that y'all barely beat, 
the week before and just absolutely do whatever you want to with them. I don't know if you guys saw, they had everybody playing running back last week. Quinn Webb. I mean, they had everybody running the ball. It was so easy for them last week. They really didn't even need Chase Johnson. Like, the passing game was – it was the run game, really, that just took it over. It was a mismatch. And so, to me, this is more of an indictment on Harmony and them not being as good as I thought they would be coming into the year, coming off of the state semifinal run. Um, that was that was surprising to me. That's the only that's the only thing that I took away out of this game. Not because I didn't look for New Diana to be good. I didn't look for New Diana to do anything crazy. But I think that is an indictment of who those two teams are. You got so go ahead. so real quick to 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 your point. Harmony brought back pretty much the same team as last year, right? Yeah. The pretty like basically like double digit starters returning on both sides, right. and they're not as good as they were last year. So just because Center and Van are bringing back the same teams doesn't mean it's going to be the same as last year. I, I digress. Anyway. <laughs> K.O. Boy, wow. K.O. broke it down. That's, that's, that's a nice one. I mean, it'd be one thing, though. Here's the difference, though. Last year, Harmony was, like, playing good. They were healthier. They were a lot healthier last year, too, though. Yeah. yeah and, but, but Center is, like, playing better than they were last year. I got you. I was just messing with you. Sorry. Right, sure. I was just messing with you. But, nah, the, the, but Dangerfield, though, they – We've they're clicking. We, we are wait as every year that they, they don't they don't rebuild, they just reload. It's every yeah. year Dangerfield's Dangerfield's solid. So um I think it'll come down to that final game of the year between Dangerfield and Harmony. And I think Dangerfield wins the district and they they can they have they have the team to make a run. They just what their problem is they don't need to beat themselves. They have the athletes and the talent to win games. They Year just round. don't need to get it in their own way. Don't beat themselves and they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody else want to go on that one? Did I hear somebody? All right. Game 10. Uh, Pleasant Grove. I know Eddie's been chomping the bits to talk Man. about this one. Pleasant Grove, 63-28 to 28 over Gilmer. Um, in in Gilmer, I might add, um, I've been there. Um, this, that's an atmosphere there as is, is I covered Chapel Hill-Gilmer game one uh, this season. And uh, it's a tough place to go in there and win. Um, you've got to be a good team. And uh, Gilmer's not the team that they have been in the past. They're still a good team. I think they'll intimidate teams just because having Gilmer on your chest. I mean, I think I think the matchup in by district between Gilmer and whoever finishes third out of Van and Center could be one of the games of the week in the area. For by district because that's the matchup. It's going to be that third place when we we figure Gilmer's going to wrap up and get second. But man, Pleasant Grove, sixty three points. Whew. We we talk about their defense a lot, but they put up some points. I mean, the fact that Gilmer couldn't even throw the football, but you know we kind of expected that coming into the year. I mean, Caden Tennyson is not – this is not anything against him, but he's nothing like his brother, okay? Um, they really don't have a throwing game. They have a big running game. I think they put up 300 yards on Chapel Hill rushing or yeah, Henderson, like that. Yeah, Will Henderson is a, a dynamic back. He yeah, he, he's, he's good, but they don't have the guys that they had last year. They had guys like Brohan Flewelling, uh, Tariq. Tariq Tate, I mean, they still have him, yeah. but 
it feels like he's really one of the only, like, one out of five only reliable guys on that team. And then their defense is, like, Vance or Linden. Like, it, it's it's pretty bad. So, um, this, I kind of expected, but I said that Pleasant Grove probably won by 14 points. I didn't expect it to be that. So, and now Pleasant Grove, whether everybody wants to believe it or not, now they're a threat to, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to go into the playoffs. They're a threat in, for the state title. I mean. Third third uh, round. Third round Carthage-Pleasant Grove matchup right now. And it's yeah. a weird thing about these districts. So, they'll play earlier than Gilmer would play them because the second place team wouldn't play them until the regional final. So that's going to be – Yeah. Who on who on this panel thinks that they could potentially have a kind of a little bit of a – oh, they'll give a Carthage a run for their money? Who who thinks that? I think they'll beat them. I think, I think Pleasant Grove's better this than be Carthage. This year, they play this year. This, be year. this is a year. Well, I said that back in 2019, and Coach Surratt proved me wrong. But, um, you know. I just think, I just think what – what Pleasant Grove brought back and the D1 players they have on their roster currently right now and the youth at not just quarterback but some other positions from Carthage, nothing against Surratt's son. He's going to be incredible, but he's a sophomore. You put that much on him, I think they'll get better as the season goes on. But I just think this year, we kind of talked about it, that that's the, this is the year to get them. Here in another year or two, they're, they're, and they're not like they're down, but for Carthage standards, they lost a lot off that team that won state last year. Some solid, important pieces. And so I just think uh, that Pleasant Grove right now is just a better team than them overall, I think. We'll see. But I, I will say this. Um, man, I like Jets around. I think he's a good quarterback. The problem is, is he's going to have to play some teams in the playoffs. They're going to have to make him throw the ball. Like, say, for example, in my opinion, if they meet somebody like Glenn Rose again, I know that's not East Texas, but what I'm saying is is if they meet somebody like that again, it's going to be tough to beat them because last year you had weapons to do that. And now you're in a position where <laughs> Carthage right now, if, if I were to put Carthage and Pleasant Grove up against each other, that would be like a – um, Alabama Texas game, and not not this year, but the year before when Alabama had Bryce Young. That would be a game like that, where it would be like, okay, we don't know this this game could be like an upset because that's what everybody would consider that. As I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and they were like, that would be considered an upset. The problem is, is that Pleasant Grove has a better, in my opinion, they have a better defense. And in, in my opinion, I think they have a better defense. Um, they, I don't think they have the running backs, but their offense is good enough to give Carthage a run for their money. You don't think Pleasant Grove has the running backs? No, I, uh, no, um, compared to Carthage, because Carthage has two good running backs on their team. So, Kate McFadden and Jalen Boyle ain't good. I mean, they're good. I just, I just don't think, in my opinion, they could match up against the running backs. But other than that, overall, the rest of the team, I think, is flat out better, in my opinion. Yeah. They're better athletes. I think Carthage uh, – look, I, I'm, when Carthage has really 
had really, really good receivers last year. Noah Patty was incredible last year. Uh, the one that went to Oregon State, Montreal Haddon Jr., three-year varsity guy, incredible. Brady Manning ain't that. He, he's not Noah Patty, and he's not Montreal Haddon. And I think Surratt is good, but I just watch how they play, right? When they play a team they know they can beat, they're throwing the ball 40 times a night. They're trying to get yep. Jet comfortable. When and they play a game the where they board. think – it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. What do they come out and do? They pound the football. So they're letting you know kind of if you just watch how they play based off of the plays that they run that night, if they think they can win the game pretty easily, they're going to let Jet throw the ball around and try to get comfortable. But when you see them come out the gate and they hit you with uh, with Edwards and they hit you with Matlock and they try to come out and pound you, that's when they know that, hey, we might not have the best chance at this one. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Surratt uh, is not what – what Connor Cuff or Kai Horton was. I don't think Connor Cuff was that good. I think he had really good receivers around him. I think he had really good playmakers around him. I don't believe that Connor Cuff was just – I mean, he had incredible numbers and that offense was incredible last year, but him standing alone, I don't know if he does that without having that type of well, – It helps he had the experience too. Yeah, he had been a so, two – like, exactly, yeah. 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 So uh, do you that, think he's a – do you think he's better – or do you think that Kai Horton is better than these two, uh, yeah. uh, Jet and Connor Cuff? Yeah, I think, I, mean, Kai Horton, I think Kai Horton is better than, than both those Kai guys. I Horton. think Jet will be better eventually. I mean, I would give Jet, you know, a couple more years. He's 15. I'll give him a couple more years before I say Kai Horton. But uh, honestly, I believe it was the receivers and the weapons that they had. They had the same run game, and then you had those receivers last year, and I think that's what made the offense so special last year. I don't see that out of the receivers this year. I don't see that explosiveness that they had. You lose that in Patty. Uh, the, the cat that they got number four, who's pretty tall, he ain't explosive like that. And you got Braden Manning. He's not explosive like that. Pleasant Grove, yeah, on the other hand, Pleasant Grove is like D1 everywhere. Duke commit. Two Oklahoma State commits. Arkansas committed quarterback, who is a special talent. Who will I think will make more of an impact on defense when those two get a chance to play each other because he's an outstanding defensive back too. But I just think that PG, this is the year to get him. If there's ever a year to get him, you better get Jet while he's young and while you're old. And PG is old this year. They've got veterans, they've got D1's talent all over the field. Caden Allen, who to me is one of the best offensive linemen who won't go D1 because he's not a huge guy. He's like the most athletic offensive lineman in East Texas. He's incredible. Just wanted to plug him out there one time. But, uh, no, nah, this is a year. I don't think Carthage is as good as they, they've been in the past. And it wouldn't surprise me if center played a good game. But... So, let me ask you this question. Do you, do you think that compare Carthage's defense and their offense to Chapel Hills, who has the better – Bunch. Uh, it's kind as of far as it's kind of fair to I think offensively, Chapel Hill is probably uh, has the best run game in East Texas. Uh, I'm the question for Chapel Hill is going to be what do you have to do when you have to throw the ball? That's what it's been. That's what it was last year anyway. They pro- they should have won when there was those two refreshments. They probably should have won that game against LBJ. S- sophomore year. Bernie went out there and shut them down, made you throw the ball. They weren't that good at it. So, to me, with Chapel Hill, the question is how good is Demetrius Brisbane throwing the football versus running the football? He has gotten better this year with throwing the ball, but they have 
<laughs> I mean, you can't really tell, to be honest. He hadn't had to yet. He really. hadn't had to. They've been running it at will. Ricky's averaging like 230 a game. Like, when they run into that defense, which would probably be killable, when they run into that defense that makes them throw the ball, that's when we'll know how good Chapel Hill really is. Uh, who'd you ask me to compare him to? Carthage? Uh, and the same thing, yeah. with, same thing with Surratt. Like, it's, it's Surratt, the first time he had to play Kilgore's defense in the first game of his life, how many picks he threw? Threw three picks in that game. So he's still a sophomore. Um, and they're just, like I said, they're not as explosive out wide. I really think PG is probably two touchdowns better than Carthage based off of what I've seen this year. Probably their team, uh, Carthage's team this year, I wouldn't say that I would compare them to the team that lost to China Springs, but I, it, it's it's a toss-up because you remember Crosby that first game that year gave them a dogfight yeah. in, in uh, New Caney. So we'll, we'll see because at that time I didn't know what Connor Cup was. Uh, they had a different quarterback. That quarterback, I think he got benched or hurt or whatever, and then he came in. So we'll we'll see. Um, but I I think PG has the better uh, bunch. All right. Well, those are our games. Let's uh let's talk about the polls. Um, first poll we're going to talk about is our six A five A poll. Um, top five for this poll. Um, number five this week is Lufkin. Four, Tyler High. Three, White House. Two, Texas High. And number one is uh, Spence's own Longview. What do you guys think about the uh, poll results there? No arguments for me. I don't I don't have no arguments. That that poll is pretty it's solid. I, I mean, if there, was, if there was ever a week for Texas High to be one, it would be this week. Uh, based off what Longview did with Forney. At 13 is, I mean, if you were ever going to say this is a week for Texas High to be above Longview, this it, this would be a good week to say that because of how we played against uh 40. But uh, and they and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, they got after our bus in that scrimmage, the very first scrimmage of the year. Mm-hmm. Texas High, when we went out there to Longview, they got after us. Now, I know what was we the don't score pre- of that game. Uh, I don't even know, to be honest with you. Uh, I know we don't prepare for scrimmages, it's not something we do, we don't. We don't look at tape, or we don't show our kids tape, or anything like that. So we didn't really like prepare like we would for a game, but just athletically, Texas High is probably more—I hate to say it—but they're probably the most athletic team in East Texas. So if there was ever a week for Texas High to be number one uh, after a slow start or a slow, uh, not as good as expected game against Forney, I think this would probably be the week to put Texas High along me. But I'm never gonna say that Longview was worse than Texas High. Mm. So, in my votes, I had Mount Pleasant at five. Uh, I thought after the way they played that they deserve uh, some love. And also, I had Lufkin at four. So, I had I didn't have Tyler High in. I, they've lost a few games. I slid them out of my poll. And uh, I rewarded Mount Pleasant. They've looked good the last few weeks. And until they prove otherwise, I think right now they're, they're, you know, they're third in that district. Um, they'll have a chance to prove themselves. They lost at Texas High, but... You know, we know how good Texas High is. They'll have a chance to play against White House, and we'll see where they stack up against White House. But uh, that's that's how I had mine. I think we we all all four people that voted this week had White House, Texas High, and Longview the top three. So a little bit shifting. Kyle, you had Tyler High and Lufkin in there, I think. So you had the exact. So it was it was, but you know, me and Brandon had Mount Pleasant, so we both gave Mount Pleasant. I think they're right there. Um, uh, but I think those are a solid 
solid top five. I, I can't argue with those. I think if there was a six spot, I think that's Tyler High right now. I think so. All right. We're going to go to 4A. 4A is kind of the one that's kind of stayed the same here recently. Uh, let's get the uh, the results tabulated here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Tabulated results. We have at the bottom, we have... There. <coughs> Lindell at 10, Brownsboro at 9, Gilmer 8, Sulphur Springs at 7, Van at 6, <coughs> Center at 5, Kilgore 4, Pleasant Grove 3, Carthage 2, Chapel Hill 1. Thoughts on that, guys? Who's in front of Kilgore? Who's in front of Kilgore? So Kilgore is behind Pleasant Grove, Carthage, and Chapel Hill. Oh boy, um, Spence, what do you think about? It? I'm gonna let you say that first. What, what do you think about that one? I mean, Carthage beat Kilgore. I mean, and I guess that can you know keep them. Uh, the top four is okay with me. I think Pleasant Grove is one to me, uh, especially after the the if there was ever a week to move down Chapel Hills, the one that they did against Palestine. It's going off that game, right? Well, they're coming off. They beat Jacksonville last week. Okay, uh, I think. I mean, if there was ever a chance, I think Pleasant Grove's win against Gilman was so dominant that if there was ever a chance or you know, uh, a statement to make it being the number one team in 4A, I think that was it. Uh, so if they were ever going to have a real argument of being the number one team, I think that was it. Uh, and of course, Chapel Hill struggling with Palestine other other week. I think that was be a good enough reason to move them down. But if you if you kept up though, Spencer. Chapel Hill struggles with Palestine. It's like a, a kryptonite for them. Over the last four years, yes, um, we, they've they've had. They yeah, I remember the day game last year. Yeah. In Palestine, then we had the day game um, where they. Yeah, then the year before that, we had the quarterback quit at halftime. That was the first year that yeah. Brisbane came in. He came in the second half, almost re- came back, but they still lost. So Palestine yeah. has just had Chapel Hills. So honestly, that game is just. A- Matchup. I don't know what it is. If if Palestine just if if you get off to a, a bad start against Palestine, they control the clock and they do a good job. So I think that was part of it. And Chapel Hill just they didn't they came off a bye week and they just looked flat, honestly. Yeah. I actually covered yeah. and called that game. So um I think the the thing with this one, we have center and van at five and six. We're gonna figure that out this week. So that'll settle each other out. Um and then of course Lindale's down at the very bottom, they're holding on down at the bottom. Brownsboro's in there now after after their win over Bullard. I think Bullard was in our rankings, and and Brownsburg comes up in. I'm not I'm not going to argue with that. I think that's fine. Um, we've kind of kept the same six teams in the top. It's, it's been pretty pretty consistent there in our four. Mm-hmm. Kyle, do you have anybody different in there in yours? No, I had all the same teams. They were just organized a little differently. I had Brownsboro at ten and Lindell at nine. Um, I had center above Kilgore. Um, right now, um, but other than that, no. I mean, all the same team. I had the same ten teams in there. Okay. Is there a team, Spence, that you see that's not in this poll that you would include, or is that pretty good ten for you? In the four A, um, yeah. 
nah, man, that's uh that's as, that's as good as it. That's that's the best ten teams in four right now, for okay. sure. All right. Uh, Our- I will say this. Oh wait, before oh, go ahead. We, go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. I will say this. Um, I'm gonna throw a little curveball at y'all, especially event. Um. All right, here we go. Let's just say. Let's just say, Chapel Hill. Oh, sorry, not Chapel Hill. Let's just say Center beats Carthage. Let, let let's say that. Let's say that. And let's say this week. Lindell somehow finds a way to beat Chapel Hill. Pleasant Grove wins out. They'll be number one. In my opinion. They'll be number one. They'll, they'll be number one. Because I, I just don't see any other team other than probably Center or Kilgore to be that top dog in 4A. Well, unless um, Kilgore beats Chapel Hill, then I'm not thinking Yeah, about- unless Kilgore beats Chapel Hill. Uh, which... That's gonna be we. Everybody knows that that's gonna be close. Every, everybody knows that's gonna be close because Kilgore has a good defense. Their defense is better than last year. Is that, game that game is in Chapel Hill, Week Eleven. There will be probably no seats available mm-hmm. uh, on that one. Um, we'll have the game. I'm actually calling that with with Vince. I believe we'll be on the call mm-hmm. in that game in yeah. uh, Chapel Hill. The yeah, that'll be a dog fight. No pun intended there. Gonna be tough. All right. Three A, two A taps, guys. This one's always hard because there's so many good small small schools out there right now. Um, starting from the bottom, uh, Honey Grove at ten. Honey Grove has yet to allow a point this season. What was it, Kyle? Two hundred eighty nine. Two hundred ninety eight or two hundred eighty nine to zero. Yeah, they, they have a point. Yeah. I mean, I don't care it's who tough. you are. That's impressive. Damn. <laughs> That's tough. A point? They haven't allowed one point. Golly. And we got to repeat? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're uh-huh. they're they're one of those teams that's climbing. Let me climb that Them and Cooper, I think that matchup's in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a good one there in their district. That'll be. Yeah, we got to define what East Texas is. I'm with, yeah. I'm with Eddie on this one. <laughs> If it's that, Canton, that's, that's definitely not East Texas. They're definitely not East Texas. No. It's not in East Texas. They're, they're definitely not East Texas. So I don't I mean, know why they're in the poll, but they're yeah, they're definitely not East Texas. But they are. But my question is, why are they ten if they haven't allowed a point? They're not East well, Texas. Well, there's oh, there's you you get four voters. There's four voters in this poll right now. So you know someone votes them in, and okay, um, what I mean. There's gonna be some arguments. I mean, Texarkana, how far is that away? You know, we, we include them in our poll too. So right. it's uh it's debatable. So, but I mean, honestly, you score two hundred and eighty nine points and don't allow a single point. And I mean okay. hell, I'm arguing why you're at ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh Grace community is at nine. We have a three way tie for six with Garrison, Hooks, and Troop. Uh Dangerfield and Beckville are tied at four. Uh, Winsboro three, Malakoff two, Timpson one. What do you guys think about that? There's no way Dangerfield and Beckfield need to be tied up to anything. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, I definitely think uh, I, the only thing that jumps out to me is uh, if we're going to include this Honey Grove team at 289 to zero points, they're probably like number two at least. And uh, <laughs> I would go, uh, and I would say that that Dangerfield would smoke Beckfield's boots every day of the week. So. It would be hard for me to have those two right next to each other, especially with Beckville over Dangerfield. 
Well, they've they've got a common loss, and uh, Dangerfield obviously played Timson better. Right. Um, and then of course Dangerfield lost the center, which we know a good center is. So, I mean, if there was ever a good loss, you know, that might be Both one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So can I can I say something to throw y'all off? Go for it. Malakoff and Timpson are going to meet in the playoffs. Well, that would be impossible it's, because it's, Malakoff's three A and Timpson's two. Oh wait, 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 wait! Oh. I'm tripping. You I'm tripping. mean Winsboro oh, and Malakoff? <laughs> yeah. Wow! Oh my God! Where's Winsboro oh. at on this on this poll? Yeah. Where does Winsboro fit? I have him at three. Three. All right, that's fine with me. <laughs> that's it, man. How, how how good is Kyler Finney to y'all? I think he's a stud. He's, he's I think he's the best quarterback in East Texas. He is impressive. He is a stud. Probably is. He probably is. I would love right. to. I would love. I would love to see Timpson and uh, Malakoff. Uh, hey, <laughs> I will save Spence. Eddie loves you, so that's. I mean, that's. I just. Sad. I just said somebody else was a better quarterback than Akari Johnson, so he might not love me after that. <laughs> Ooh. But uh. No, nah, I, I mean, that dude, Kyler, uh, Kyler Finney is incredible, dude. I'm so hyped for their game against Pottsboro. Hey, I don't know if y'all keep up with Pottsboro, but they're yeah. both undefeated. Uh, Major McBride is a running back from Pottsboro. The dude is incredible. I think that's that's how they were last year. I think they yeah. went into this that that game undefeated. The yeah, that They'll probably rush for yeah, over 100 between, yards in that game. No, nah, that one went to the wire. Pottsboro, Winsboro, and Whitesboro, they all beat up on each other. I think yeah. they all finished the season with one loss or something like that. Right. That's one no, of our I, picking games this week, uh, Spence, is that one. I said best running quarterback. I said best running quarterback there, Eddie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure you clarify with Eddie. He'll start throwing stats yeah, at you. Yeah, you. then he'll start sending you know, messages on, on Twitter. Yeah. On X. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, Eddie, if I do playoff games, please don't, please don't throw me off. Cause I, oh god. Yeah. Well, I think we got this one's got a lot of votes at the bottom. You got we had uh, Brook Hill got a vote. They've been playing solid lately. Um, you know, Harmony's in there still getting votes. You know, Hooks get Hooks is getting a vote. Kyle, you you voted for Hooks this week. I voted Hooks above Harmony. Wow, man. Looking good. Eddie, Eddie's going to really love you this week. Probably not. But I had uh, I had Jefferson in the poll at my number 10. Um, that I, I think Jefferson, their lone loss this year is to Timpson. And they only, I, I say only, they only lost by 19, which is impressive. They lost 48-29. There's so. a lot of folks that can say that, that they have a loss. And, oh, it's to Timpson. Right, but I mean Jefferson played them tight, so no, I'm saying uh, that's, that, that's a good stat. I mean, if you if you're Atlanta, Atlanta week, right, do what now? Jefferson yeah. Atlanta this week, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, another another one, another one of our pick'em games this week. That's a big one. So yeah, I think I, I I don't think that one's gonna be close. Honestly, I think Jefferson blows out Atlanta. Mm. Yeah, by like forty. Yeah. I, well, the biggest thing with Jefferson is Cameron Williams is healthy. Yeah, he's been hurt. His freshman year, he got hurt at this point in the year. His sophomore year, he got hurt at this point in the year. This year, he's healthy, and he still looks good. So If he can stay healthy, Jefferson's going to have a, a really good team. No, nah, they win district for sure if he's healthy. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I think even if he's not healthy, I think they I don't think that district's very good. Um, no. It's not as good as they have been. So it's yeah, I think Jefferson's – Who goes O for Gladewater or White Oak? Oof. White Oak. 
White Oaks, definitely. They got to play each other. They both going to be 0-9 when they get there. How, how far is Gladewater falling when you're talking and comparing them to White Oak? Yeah, exactly. That's tough. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. We have uh, that Sabine Gladewater game is kind of a rivalry game. It's on our pick but I never would have thought in a million years I'd be picking Sabine, but Sabine's better this year, I guess. Yeah. It's just a uh, sad way. Um, all right, guys, where, tell everybody where you're going to be. Uh, Christian, where are you going to be Friday night? Oh, boy. Good old Lindale. Good old yeah. Lindale. So I think you'll be yeah, out there with Keith on the call for yeah, Chapel yeah, Lindale. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, like I said, I, uh, I'm, I'm not veering away from my score. It'll be 58 to 51, but if it's not close, then it'll be Chapel Hill 62. Um, Wait, did Lindale I hear you say 35. Chapel Hill, Lindell 58 to 51? Yeah, Chapel Hill will win that game. 58 51. Yes. But I said, I said if it's not close, if Lindell. Becomes, Let's just cover every basis so you don't be wrong. If Lindell becomes the 1960 Cowboys, then it'll be 62 to 35. All right. Cal, where are you going to be Friday night? I'll be at Van Memorial Stadium for that Van Center game. Uh, it's the Red Zone game of the week. So we'll have the uh, interview with the winning coach on Red Zone Friday night uh, after 1035. So make sure you check that out. So tell Coach Meeks hi for me, Kyle. I'll tell Coach Moffitt you said hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I, I think it'll be a really good game, though. I'm really looking forward to it. And, I, I'm, I think it. I think it'll come down to the wire. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. And we also uh, we also have that game on NetSN. So those of you at another game, if you want to tune in, we'll have the center van game as one of our games. Uh, Vince, you have Friday off. What are you yeah. doing or not? I still haven't decided. Man, I might just sit home and, and watch a couple of movies. I don't know. Decompress, you know. Um, I, I I haven't decided yet. I, I thought I might get out and go travel um, and watch a couple of games. Uh, I was thinking about um, t- uh, Legacy. Legacy's playing at home this week. Uh Eddie says it's probably not going to be a good game. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, it's not going to be a good game. Is a game. <laughs> <laughs> I know Pittsburgh. I didn't have enough of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I don't know yet. I haven't, I haven't figured it out. I, hey, I might end up going somewhere. Worst case, there's a lot of game, good games on NetSN you can tune into. So absolutely. So uh, if I don't end up getting out, I, I got to. I, you know what? Honestly. If I'm not at the game, I might be watching this van and, and center game. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a good game. If not, I you know, I turn it off early. I'm gonna text you at halftime. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you if you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's, what's the game? The, what's the game of the week for us? For like everybody. Because I, I had center and van. It yeah, should be center and van now. Park yeah. <laughs> Troop, the, the seven-mile rivalry is one also that's been mentioned as some of the as, as one of those. But, I mean, we'll see how close yeah. it is. But uh, I think those are the couple that have been mentioned. Um, I, I mean, it always gets chippy. Yeah, it's going to be still a good one. Uh, Spence, uh, where are you going to be Friday night? I'll be in the press box in Longview with North Mesquite. Oh, yeah, God. North Mesquite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know I'm gonna be know. honest. I want to do, I want to do the Tyler Hall Longview game, 
you know, just just to see what that's like. I think that'll be a good game. I think uh, Tyler Highs, like like we spoke about earlier, they're good defensively. Offensively, they start second half, and that hurts them uh, every game, every single game. Their quarterback is young, too, though. Their quarterback, I think he's a, what is he, a sophomore or junior or something like that? They've been using two, but one of them is really short, and I think he's a – I want to say he was a sophomore. Yeah, I think uh, he is. But sophomore. yeah, so he'll he'll get better. He'll learn. Um, Longview's Longview, always and forever. <laughs> so they they dominate the district pretty much. They dominate. The I state will say this. I will say this. I thought McKinney was going to knock a dent in their armor, but then uh-uh. Mm-mm, nah. just Longview just kept being Longview. Longview's going to be Longview for a while. Should have won that game, probably. Yeah. Uh, Spence, uh, Spence, tell everybody about your, your channel one more time and what you've got coming on going on there on your YouTube channel. All right, so it's uh, Spence & Company. Uh, Spence, like you see it on the screen, and CO, period. Uh, and it's like every week, every Thursday morning, uh, Wednesday night, every Thursday morning, I post the top 10 most intriguing games of the week. Kind of go through what we kind of just did right then, what I think are the most intriguing games of the week. I also give like a team of the week, like this like, past week's team, team of the week was Kilgore for smoking Lindell like that, even though I picked Lindell. Uh, and then I do like a top 10 players of the week where I try to show you the huddle highlights from that previous week to try to, you know, show you what they did. Top 10 plays of the week, which a kid from Nacogdoches has absolutely dominated that list, Jalen Brown. His mm. dude has had some more one-handed catches than I've ever seen. It's 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 sick. Uh, and then, and then, like I said, I try to give you the top 10 games that are the most intriguing to me. And then at the end of the year, my biggest thing uh, is the top 100 list of East Texas, where I try to name the best 100 players. I look at the all-district teams. You got to be first team all-district to get a look. Then I just go on huddle and I grade their their highlight tapes, how good I think they are, and then I just put it on the spreadsheet and see who the best 100 are. And so it's every class is freshman through uh, senior. All you gotta do is be first team out district to get a chance at it. Uh, and like I said, it's uh, it's inspired by the NFL top 100. I've always really liked that list, and and you know one of the things I've always hated is how like the newspapers right now are doing their all these Texas things. There's a Longview version and there's a Tyler version. Like East Texas ain't that big. Like no. put it all on one list. And then as the years go by, like Smokey, if you go back to watch it, the, the I'm old school Smokey kind of guy. Yeah. 2004 All Smokey team had like 12 people on offense. You go look at the All Smokey team now, and you got like 30 people on the first team offense. So everybody's being super inclusive, which is cool. The kids get shined by that way. But I'm old school when it comes to those accolades. Like I want to know who's the best. And so, the best uh, of the best, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's just how I. Yeah, am. I that, that was bragging rights back then. No, for yeah. sure. Like you go yeah. on smoking nowadays, you'll see four first team quarterbacks. It's like, yeah. well, who's the first team quarterback? Can you, you play all four at once? Yeah, it, exactly. You've got a spread yeah. quarterback, a drop back quarterback, an option quarterback. Like, come on, bro, who's the best quarterback in East Texas? So that's just me. I've always liked to know who the best of the best was, and that top one hundred to me is that's my little baby. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I love that list. Uh, energy into it. So that's definitely Spence. what's going on on the page. What's up? Um, who is your like personally, personally, right now, right now? Who is your top two guys in Texas right now? 
In East Texas or Texas? Yeah, just East Texas. Just East, I'm sorry. Not uh, uh, all of Texas. The best two players this year in East Texas? Man, that's tough. Pressure right uh, there. I mean, yeah, my, that's a, that's my, a heavy question. my two was one of my actually, my one was Taylor Tatum. Uh, Taylor's up there. Taylor's incredible. Taylor, Taylor is incredible. Uh, I watch Taylor, I watch every snap of Taylor play. So it's unfair for me to really judge him because I know what he does good and know what he does better. And uh, I just kind of got to wait till his highlight tape comes out to try to judge him the same way I judge everybody else. I think Brisbane is up there. I think he's been special, special this year. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Imani Cross is going to be the biggest jumper. Like he was like 90 for me last year. That dude's going to be top 10 because he's done incredible things this year. Uh I don't know. Last year's number one player was Terry Bussey, but what he's been hurt guy? for so long. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> I'm looking at that, and I see that. See I, don't, I don't think Terry Bussey's been the best player in East Texas this year. I don't think he's played in enough games, and I don't. I don't yeah, true. look, man. Yeah, true. yeah. yeah. I, I'm not rooting against the kid. I'm just really anxious to see what he does at AM. Hmm. I want to know probably... what you got. What do you do when you're not the best athlete on the field? That kid yeah. has been the best athlete on the field since he's been five years old. Yeah. What is it yeah. going to be when – and that's the one thing that, that, that I'm real cautious about with these two-way two way schools and stuff like that is just saying how great somebody is because, like, bro, you've been the best player since you was five. What are you going to do when you get on the next level and everybody's fast? Like, it kind of showed in that fifth-round playoff game last year against uh, whoever they got beat to in the fifth round. And and old buddy from that school went head-to-head with a matched highlight for highlight with him, even caught one on him to win the game. So, for me, that's what I worry about when I look at these two-way athletes is like, okay, you're the man. You've been the man since you were in kindergarten, but now you're around other grown men. What are you going to do when you get on that stage? And so, that's, that's my hesitation about Terry. I think he's incredible. I think his story is incredible. I don't know if y'all know his background and his, his actual background story. He's, him as a person, he's an incredible person. But, I, I mean, there's always a question mark when you come from that two-way level. And it's like, how good are you? Well, well, I'm anxious to see what he does at AM. Well, I I've really enjoyed uh, checking out your channel. Your stuff's really good, and I can tell you you put a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, we appreciate you coming on tonight, Spence. You have an open invitation here on Netizen. You can always come and join us. Absolutely. All I right, mean, it's cool. Great stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it back for another show. All right. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got you got Eddie on your team. Uh, he he said welcome Christian as well. So thanks Christian for joining us tonight. You're on your first uh, wrap up show. Um, it's been God fun. It's been fun tonight, guys. Okay, we always end with this: the game you are looking at this week is like that's the one I'm. I want to see what happens on the game, East Texas. Got to be Winsboro Pottsboro or Van Center in my mind. Either one of those two games. I'm I'm keeping an eye on both of those. Um, Chapel Hill, Lindell, and Van and Center. Uh, those are going to be the two games I watch out for. Uh, and two games I'm probably going to look back at over and over again twice, maybe. Um, Van Center and uh, Winsboro Pottsboro. So um, those are the two biggest ones to me this this week. Yeah, I'll, I'm a, I agree that one. Um, I'm excited to see the the Pottsboro Winsboro matchup is good for me because you got the the running of Major McBride versus. Uh, Finney, the quarterback, is it what's going to take effect? Will they 
who's going to be the person that steps up other than those two to make plays. I think that's going to be important. Um, I'm looking at that troop ARP game. And I, I really, I know, I know you guys are, are thinking troop, but I, I just think ARP, I, what I saw last week, I think they're much improved and I think they have a chance. Troop's going to have to mess up, I think, but I think ARP is good enough that they could sneak up on and get and steal one at home. Um, I may be wrong. I'll come back and I'll just, I'll take my, I'll take my licks next week, but I just, I just have a feeling that, that ARP's going to come out to play in this one, and, and it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm looking for that. It's always the, the Tiger rivalry is always a good one there, that seven-mile rivalry. So, um, But, uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to thank Spence for coming mm-hmm. on once again. I appreciate it. For Spence, Christian, Mr. Red Zone, Kyle Owens, and Vincent Johnson, I'm Brett Swinney. We'll catch you next week right here on the Weekly Wrap-Up Show, 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday night. Good night, everybody. Peace. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. sustained a bone joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement 
suffer with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. 